On today's episode, I will be going over all the biggest storylines to keep an eye on as the Chicago Blackhawks training camp officially begins this Thursday at Fifth Third Arena. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, September 20th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. Go and leave the show with five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And you can also go and leave me a review if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify. Be sure to go and follow right now and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each and every day. If you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because every episode moving forward, folks, is going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. If you haven't done so yet, please go and help the boy out by subscribing to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would really appreciate all the help that I can get. Subscribing helps me pay the bills. So please go and take the two seconds that it takes in order to go and subscribe to the channel. Also, go and smash the like button on this video as well and comment as to what you think is the biggest storyline to keep an eye on throughout Blackhawks training camp. Last, Go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks, and thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. Getting right into the action, folks, we have a lot of good stuff to talk about on today's episode because. As I already referenced in the cold open, the name of the game today uh, is all about which storylines to keep an eye on once Blackhawks training camp gets underway this Thursday at Fifth Third Arena. We're officially less than 48 hours away, folks, from the on-ice activities. Uh, Training camp, I guess, technically begins tomorrow, but it's just a media day with Blackhawks head coach Luke Richardson and general manager Kyle Davidson. In terms of the on-ice activities, the practice session and all that, that begins this Thursday. So we're right around the corner from hockey season, folks. Couldn't be more excited. And even though the Blackhawks aren't projected to finish you know, anywhere near the top of the standings or even in playoff contention, there's a lot of fun storylines and a lot of fun things that you should be watching throughout these next couple of weeks as the team ramps up for the beginning of the regular season. There's still a lot of good stuff to pay attention to, and this is going to be a crucial year in the rebuild of the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, I know it may not be the most enticing in terms of wins and losses, but there's still plenty of things to cover and to watch and see how it all uh, fares these next couple of weeks. So jumping right into it, not going to waste any more time here. The first, and I think the biggest storyline to keep an eye on once the Blackhawks open training camp this Thursday is what's going to happen 
with Patrick Hain and Jonathan Taze, both of which, of course, are in the final year of their current deals. They still have those full null movement clauses, though, so in order to be traded or moved at all, they would have to give the Blackhawks front office permission. And even though there's been rumors swirling about each of those two players throughout the summer, uh, apparently there has not been a conversation between either Taves or Kane and Kyle Davidson and his staff about waiving those no movement clauses and about going to join another team. The latest we've really heard is that they kind of want to see how things are going to go in training camp how everything's going to shake up before they go in and make a really big decision for their career. So up to this point, we haven't heard anything that would suggest that Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves are leaving sometime soon. But if I had to guess, I would say the trade deadline is probably the most likely time for them to get, to get moved. If the Blackhawks are going to go that route, which they probably want to, considering the name of the game is acquiring as many assets as possible and trading both Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, the Blackhawks, you know, especially for Kane, they could get some really good picks or really good prospects, young players, that type of stuff. So it really does only make sense for the Blackhawks to trade both of these two guys, but it is going to be interesting to hear what they say throughout training camp, because you know the media is going to be asking them left and right about their futures and whether or not this is the final run in Chicago. They're going to hear it from the media, so I'm really interested to see how they're going to handle all of that more so than anything, because uh, I would not expect either of them to waive their no-movement clauses or a trade to happen before the start of the regular season. It really sounds like they're, they're going to start the season with the Blackhawks and then uh, kind of make decisions after that point. but. We'll see how it's all going to go, but I am going to be really interested to hear what both Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tays have to say when talking to the media these next couple of weeks. But also with these two, another thing I'm interested to see is where are where is new head coach Luke Richardson going to have them in the lineup? Because now that Alex DeBrinket's gone, Dylan Strom's gone, Dominic Kubalik, a huge part of the top six last year for the Blackhawks, it's pretty thin at the forward group. And I'm curious to see whether or not Richardson decides to split Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane up on the top two lines, kind of how the Blackhawks have gone for the last, you know, six, seven, eight years. Kane and Taves really haven't spent that much time playing together on a line. Uh, They did play a little bit together back in 2010 and uh, in 2013 there for a little bit, Um, but it's been a while since those two really stuck on a line together. So I'm interested to see if Luke Richardson is going to want to pair them together on the top line, or if he's also going to want to break things up and have Jonathan Taves on line one and Patrick Kane on line two, like we've seen in the past. So that's my number one storyline heading into camp. The rest of them, I I don't have them in any order in particular, but uh, the next one I have is Luke Richardson's defensive schematics, because a huge issue for this Blackhawks team under Jeremy Colleton the past few years. And even when Derek King came in uh, after that shaky start and Colleton was fired just 11 or 12 games into the year, he didn't really switch up the coverage that the Blackhawks were running. He didn't want to switch it up on the fly. And rather, he, he just kind of had his own tweaks and stuff to the system. But now that Luke Richardson is the head coach, is the man in charge, we've heard that the Blackhawks are going to go back to the zone defense rather than man-to-man or man-and-a-half, whatever you want to call it with Jeremy Colleton. And I'm really excited to see how this is all going to play out because I know the Blackhawks were shoddy last year in terms of defense once again, and 
It's been a huge issue. They're regularly getting outshot, regularly on the wrong ends of forcey percentages and analytics, that type of stuff. They're not in a good spot there and haven't been in quite some time. But the one thing I will say is, even last year, when you looked at the Blackhawks defense on paper, Seth Jones, I know Jake McCabe's not going to be healthy to start the year, but you had him, you had Connor Murphy, you had Calvin DeHaan. Like, that's a pretty decent top four in my mind in the NHL, but the Blackhawks obviously were nowhere near the top of the NHL in team defense. So uh, I'm really interested to see how the defense is going to play now that there's a new system in place, new zone structure. I really think that's going to benefit the Blackhawks defense, um, but we'll see how they're going to handle it. And um, if this group is able to show some signs of improvement, then I'm really intrigued with all the prospects that will be coming up. And hopefully we'll be able to kind of give the Blackhawks a stronger decor as a whole as we move forward. But uh, if the Blackhawks show signs of life defensively and show some improvements this year, then I'll really be encouraged for what that defense could be a couple more seasons down the line. The third storyline that I want fans to be keeping an eye on, a really key one, I think, is how will all of the new arrivals fit? The Blackhawks weren't super active in free agency, but they did go out and acquire some players. They got Andreas Athanasiu and Mags Domi, both on one-year, $3 million contracts. Colin Blackwell got a two-year deal, just over a million dollars. Jack Johnson was brought in on defense, Stanley Cup champion last year with the Colorado Avalanche. And then, of course, both Peter Mrazek and Alex Stalock, the goaltender department, is going to be completely new for the Blackhawks this season. So I'm really curious to see how, of the, how all of them are going to fit in. Who's going to shine the most throughout training camp? Who's going to find that chemistry right away? Because there are some open opportunities in this lineup, especially at the forward group with guys like Athanasiu, Domi, and Blackwell. I will say for Colin Blackwell, I more so think of him as a bottom six piece, but you have to think Andreas Athanasiu and Mags Domi are going to get their shots to be top six staples in the first half of the season. So really interested to see how all those guys are going to fare during training camp, how Jack Johnson is going to look, and also what Peter Mrazek and Alex Stalock are going to provide in net for the Blackhawks this season. We're really not too familiar with either of those guys. So uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how all the new arrivals handle joining a new team and kind of where they find their roles at throughout uh, the next couple of weeks in training camp. All right, there are the first couple of key storylines to watch throughout Blackhawks training camp. I'll keep it going here in just one moment, folks. But first, I got to talk to you all about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all of the latest football developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts on whatever game you want to place a wager on. BetOnline is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and game scores. It's both the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and even golf. So head on over to the website today or you can also use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Segment two, folks, obviously just carrying over from segment one, getting into the next storyline that I think Blackhawks fans should be keeping an eye on. That's will Lucas Reichel crack the NHL? 
will he be on the Blackhawks opening night roster? I think this is probably, other than Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze, this could be the most intriguing storyline for Blackhawks fans to watch because Lucas Reichel dominated the AHL last year when he was healthy. He was a point-per-game guy, really carried that Ice Hogs offense on the top line, got a little bit of NHL action towards the end of last season, and the Blackhawks gave him an opportunity. They put him on, you know, I, I don't know if they ever put him on the top line. They might have actually, but I know he was getting a top six opportunity for the most part, had plenty of chances to net that first NHL goal, but just couldn't find the back of the net, just couldn't get the puck past the tendy. But I was really encouraged with all the amount of scoring chances that he's had. And then this offseason, he went and added 10 to 15 pounds of muscle said it's made a huge difference for him. He's got a lot of confidence, and he really has his eye on making this Blackhawks opening night roster. You can see what he just did at the Tom Curvers Prospect Showcase this past weekend. He had uh, two assists, I believe. Did he? No, no, he had four assists in the second game. Uh, I believe he had an assist before exiting early with an injury. He did return in that one, but Blackhawks were kind of toast after that point. But a massive game against the Minnesota Wilds prospects this past Sunday. Four assists for Lucas Reichel. He was all over the ice. His playmaking ability was really unstoppable, and it seemed like each and every shift he was making something happen. So, yeah, you can expect Lucas Reichel to be gunning hard to crack the Blackhawks' opening night lineup. Um, I, I would say, you know, there's benefits to both sides. There is benefit to him going back down to Rockford and helping that young team try and get back to the Calder Cup playoffs. It's a really tight-knit group down there. A lot of the same guys will be returning to Rockford for the most part. So there could be a benefit to Lucas going back to the Ice Hogs. But also, if the Blackhawks coaching staff think he's 100% ready, then get him up in the NHL. And, you know, he was far ahead of anyone else at both development camp and at the Tom Curvers Prospect Showcase. Like He, he looked like he was out of the prospect league, if you will. Um, so yeah, it looks like Lucas Reichel's ready to take that jump Blackhawks fans. Will he, I guess you're just going to have to stay tuned throughout training camp to find out the next key storyline that I would recommend keeping an eye on is who will grab the final two spots on defense. Because now that Jake McCabe is going to miss eight, 10, 12 weeks for sure going to miss the start of the regular season that leaves the Blackhawks with Seth and Caleb Jones, uh, Jack Johnson. Riley Stillman, and then Connor Murphy, who we expect to be ready to come back from injury. He missed a bunch of time in the second half of last year after suffering a concussion, a really scary hit in the St. Patrick's Day game against the Ottawa Senators. Um, but Murphy has been skating recently down at Fifth Third Arena when the Blackhawks team has been on the ice prior to the prospect showcase last week. So all signs are pointing towards Murphy being ready, but nonetheless, that five is really the only healthy NHLers that the Blackhawks have right now. And it's going to be really interesting to see which defensemen grab those final two spots with Jake McCabe out. Could it be Alex Vlasic, Alec Regula? Both of those two guys look pretty darn good at the end of last season when they got their chance. Also, both of them already have some size, so probably makes it easier for them to adjust against NHL bodies so quickly. Uh, Ian Mitchell's also someone who played most of last season with the Rockford Ice Hogs, but did a lot of good things down there and got opportunities in all roles, played a top pairing, pairing role there as well. It's going to be interesting. We haven't seen Mitchell this summer, so 
this is a really big training camp for him, and I'm sure he's going to be trying to get back in the NHL this year. Uh, Isaac Phillips is another big body who I wouldn't rule out. Same with Philip Rose, who really looked good during the Tom Curvers Prospect Showcase. And Jakob Galvis, too, has a lot of good experience and kind of surprised people with how long he stuck around during training camp last year. So there are a lot of young defensemen that are trying to grab one of those final two spots. Um, I honestly have no idea who's going to wind up on the opening day roster. I could make cases for all of them. So it's going to be fun to see that little friendly competition between teammates as training camp begins because there are jobs to be had on the Blackhawks defense these next few weeks. The next storyline that Blackhawks fans should be keeping an eye on is how is the Blackhawks bottom six going to shake out? So when I was kind of prepping this episode and going through some of the storylines, one thing that stood out to me was there, there's kind of a clear difference in the groups of players that the Blackhawks have right now. In terms of top six guys, I say you could throw Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane in there, obviously. Tyler Johnson's a top six guy. I would say Andreas Athanasiu and Max Domi both are more top six than bottom six, especially with this roster. And then I'd probably throw Taylor Radish in the top six too, considering how well he played at the end of last season after getting acquired from the Tampa Bay Lightning. The real kicker in that group is going to be if Lucas Reichel makes the NHL roster, you think the Blackhawks are going to give him all the opportunities in the world to succeed, a.k.a. he's going to be playing top six minutes if he makes the opening night roster. That probably bumps down a guy like Domi or Radish or someone in that group would have to bump down to the bottom six. That's the only thing to kind of consider when breaking down these two groups. But uh, in terms of how the bottom six could shake out, the players I have listed in this group are Colin Blackwell, Sam Lafferty, Mackenzie Entwistle, Philip Kurashev, Mike Hardman, Reese Johnson, Boris Kachuk, Cole Gutman, Josiah Slavin, Jakob Poor, and Evan Barrett. Poor and Barrett, I think, are probably outsiders looking in. I don't give them much of a chance to crack the Blackhawks opening night lineup, but um, you know, you're gonna have six bottom six forwards and obviously probably two extras, I would imagine. So um, hypothetically, you know, Blackwell, Lafferty, Kurashev maybe could be a third line. And then Anwistle, Kachuk, Reese Johnson was the fourth line down the stretch last year. So could go back to that. Maybe we see Hardman and Slavin or Hardman and Gutman be one of the extra forwards. But uh, there are roster spots to be had in the forward group, too. And Cole Gutman was someone who just performed tremendously at the Tom Curvers Prospect Showcase. I know Josiah Slavin is someone this coaching staff and this front office likes a lot. Seventh round pick back in 2018 has really shown some good things. So yeah, the forward group too. I know a lot of the focus is going to be which of the young defensemen make the opening night lineup, but there are forward spots up for grabs too. Uh, So a lot of good stuff to keep an eye on during Blackhawks training camp, whether it's at the forward group on defense, two new goaltenders. It's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out when the season begins in the uh, first few weeks of October. All right, a few more storylines to go before I wrap up today's episode, folks. We'll be back on Lockdown Blackhawks here in just a minute. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Continuing on, the name of the game today, obviously, is key storylines to keep an eye on once Blackhawks training camp opens up this Thursday down at Fifth Third Arena. 
The next storyline I have for you all is which prospects will stick around the longest. And this was something that was interesting last year. I remember Colton Dock stuck around for quite a while. Nolan Allen was there. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Blackhawks go about that and which prospects they elect to keep around before uh, sending them back to either you know their, their junior teams or wherever they may be playing. Um, I could see, you know, Kevin Korchinski getting a real opportunity to showcase his stuff for the next few weeks. I think if Colton Dock's healthy, he'll be in that group too. Showed a lot of good things at the prospect showcase, mostly the strong shot that he possesses and what he's able to do when the puck is on his stick in the offensive zone. I mean, there's no denying what the, the powerful shot that this kid has. And every time he touches the puck, it seemed like he wanted to shoot it. So uh, I think that's going to be Colton Doc's best asset at the next level. And I'm going to be interested to see, you know, hopefully he'll be healthy enough to see him go up against a little bit better competition than real Blackhawks training camp to kind of get him ready for that next level. Uh, but, but yeah, a lot of guys who just participated in the prospect showcase, um, how long are the Blackhawks going to elect to keep them around? Someone like Gavin Hayes, who's 18 years old and is going to go back to uh, his junior club. Uh, Sam Samuel Savoy, there's a lot of guys who I think Paul Ludwinski hopefully will be healthy too. Um, a lot of young guys that obviously aren't going to be making the Blackhawks out of training camp unless something wild happens, but it's cool to kind of see them stick around later than some others and continue to get those reps against the NHL guys. And I also think that's really beneficial in their uh, in their development too. So yeah, keep an eye on which prospects the Blackhawks decide to have stick around the longest here in training camp. Next is how are the practices going to be run by this new staff? Because when Jeremy Colleton was here, I'm, I'm just going to say it, his practices were a little bit wonky and it felt like some of the drills that he was running just weren't the most efficient things for the Blackhawks to be doing at practice. Like they'd, they'd run this one drill in particular where, you know, the nets would be super pushed together and it would be like two on twos. But then you have like 25 guys just kind of standing around. Like it just didn't seem like the most efficiently run practice. And I actually had a lot of Blackhawks fans at Fifth Arena, whenever the Hawks would hold a practice there, come up to me and be like, do you see how you see how Jeremy Collinton's running this? Like it just doesn't kind of make sense to me. And I kind of uh inclined was kind of inclined to feel that way as well. I just didn't feel like things were operated at the best level. And then once Derek King took over, he really didn't run practices all that much. That was kind of on uh, assistant coach Mark Crawford, who was a longtime coach in the NHL, too, a Stanley Cup champion head coach, had been around the game for a while. And with King being a first-time NHL head coach, it did only kind of make sense for him to lean on Crawford a little bit. But now with Crawford out of the mix, I'm curious to see Luke Richardson's going to be the head honcho at practice, getting on guys' cases skating with them up and down the ice, or if he's going to kind of lean on uh, Derek King, who's you know familiar with a lot of these guys, and Kevin Dean and Derek Plant, the new uh, assistant head coaches for the Blackhawks as well. I'm interested to see what kind of roles they're going to have at practice, how involved they're going to be, who's going to be the guy that's chewing out the players when they're dogging it a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how that's all going to go, and hopefully the Blackhawks will be as efficient and, and serious, but also at the same time, the players are enjoying themselves out there for practice while also getting better day in and day out. 
I think that's something really key for this next coaching staff to establish early is the way that the Blackhawks are going to practice is going to be both efficient and effective. The last storyline that I have for all of you to keep an eye on throughout Blackhawks training camp, and I guess throughout the entire season as well, and that's the big question that everyone's asking right now. Are the Chicago Blackhawks too good for their own good? And I will say this. Every time I've looked at the Arizona Coyotes or the Philadelphia Flyers, even the Montreal Canadiens, and looking at their rosters, I do kind of have a hard time projecting the Blackhawks to be worse than them. Now, I'm not saying that's impossible because I do expect the Blackhawks to look a whole lot different once the trade deadline passes and also a whole heck of a lot worse. Um, The second half, I think, is really where we could see them slide the most. But in terms of what this team could do first half, I don't think they're the worst team in the NHL. And it's a little unfortunate because uh, you certainly want to guarantee a spot in the top three. But at the end of the day, it's all a lottery. You're still going to have to be lucky to come out of it um, with the top overall pick. I just don't think the Blackhawks are the worst team in the NHL. And honestly, I don't even think they're the worst team in their division. I think the Arizona Coyotes are going to be worse than they are. Uh, We'll see what happens in the second half, though, because we could see Jonathan Taves go. We could see Patrick Kane, Andreas Athanasiu, Max Domi. Who knows about Jake McCabe and Connor Murphy? Uh, There are a lot of pieces that the Blackhawks could move that could really impact the way this team plays and not in a good way. So I wouldn't count the Blackhawks out, but um, I'm certainly going into this year not expecting them to be dead last in the standings when it's all said and done. But hey, that's what we have the season for. You never know what's going to happen, folks. But these are the biggest storylines I believe that you all should be keeping an eye on once Blackhawks training camp kicks off at Fifth Third Arena in less than 48 hours. All right, folks, that is going to wrap up Tuesday, September 20th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show. And be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now, wherever you get your podcast and Go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, you got to be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast to catch up on everything that's happened throughout the NHL offseason. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show or to the podcast, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. That's one word, LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, or you can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts. So until tomorrow's episode, thank you all again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.